Hi, and welcome to another edition of Isham High's P Podcasts. On today's edition, we're going to be getting you ready for your up-and-coming exam. So we're going to be looking at the skeletal system and mostly doing some thinking tasks. You won't really have to write much this week, but you're going to need your brain switched on and you're going to need to be concentrating and learn these things in your brain as we go along. Okay, so let's get started. The first thing we're going to do is learn these names of bones and the spellings. Some of you in my group may have had your test already. You may have been disappointed when you came to labelling the diagram because you actually knew the answer but you got it wrong because it wasn't spelled correctly. As I've said before, they've got to be spelled correctly for you to get the mark right. Some of you may have been disappointed by this and you're, you're right to be disappointed. There's nothing more annoying than knowing the answer, writing it down, but getting it wrong down to spelling. So we've got to get these right. Okay, what we're going to do is we're going to look at the skeleton. If you need to refresh your memory, do that now. Get that black book, look at the picture of the skeleton. But what we're going to be doing today, I want to be done in your mind. Okay, so if you need to check that picture out now, do that now, pause the podcast and then get back when you know all the bones and where they should be. Okay, we'll get started then. What I want you to do is I want you to picture that skeleton in your mind. Let's start at the top. Now this is the most easy one. We can call it the skull, can't we? The skull. So, what is the name of that bone? Hopefully you can say that out loud now, but of course we've got to spell it right. Spell it now. The correct spelling is C-R-A-N-I-U-M, the cranium. Okay, moving down then, we've got that sort of shoulder blade thing, okay, where the ball and socket joint is. What's that called and how is it spelt? Spell it now. The answer I was looking for was the scapula. S-C-A-P-U-L-A. Okay, in that same area then, there's the bone we often call the collarbone. It runs from the scapula to the middle of the ribcage. What's that called? Well, that's the clavicle. Spell clavicle now. The correct answer then was C-L-A-V-I-C-L-E. Okay, moving on to the middle of the rib cage. Middle of the rib cage, there's a bone and it sort of ties all the ribs in together. It's sort of long and flat. What's that called? Well, the answer is the sternum, but can you spell that? Well, the answer is S T. E-R-N-U-M Okay, if you've done well so far, give yourselves a pat on the back. If you haven't done so well with your spellings, why don't you re-listen to them and get them right? I cannot stress how important it is to have these down, in your head and done. Okay, an easy one. The little thin bones that go from the sternum around to the spine. What are those? Lots and lots of little ones, all in line. 
It's easy, of course. It's the ribs. And spelling them is no worry either. R-I-B-S. Okay. Let's move on to the arms. What's the large thick bone coming then from the scapula and it forms the top part of the arm? What's that called? Well, it's the humerus, but can you spell it? It's H-U-M-E-R-U-S. Okay, let's talk about the two bones in the lower arm. This can sometimes cause a bit of confusion. Imagine it now. Imagine that picture of the skeleton and you're looking at it. The bone on the outside, if it's showing you, if the skeleton is showing you its palms, the bone on the outside, on the right, what one's that? It's the thicker one of the two. Okay, the answer is the radius. How do you spell that though? Spell it now. Well, the answer is R-A-D-I-U-S. Okay, that thinner bone in the forearm then, the one on the inside closest to the rest of the body then, if the palm was showing forward, what's that? Well, it's the ulna. And spelling it's quite easy. It's exactly how it's said. Ulna. U-L-N-A. Okay. Now, in your black books, these aren't labelled, but you still need to know them anyway. What are the small bones, then, in the wrist? The small bones in the wrist closest to the radius and the ulna, what are they? Well, they are the carpals. And then the even smaller bones from then, they are the metacarpals. Okay, so we spell those C-A-R-P-A-L-S. Okay, a lot of you want to put carpels, E-L-S, but it's carpal, C-A-R-P-A-L-S. And metacarpals is just M-E-T-A, carpals, exactly the same. Okay, the bones at the bottom then of the hand. It's a strange word, but they're the same in the bottom of the hand as they are in the bottom of the feet. What are they? Well, they're the phalanges. Spelling it is not so easy. But just think about it. Once you know that it doesn't start with F, and it's another f sound, what is it? Okay, so it's P-H-A-L-A-N-G-E-S. Once you think about it, that will make sense. Phalanges. Phalanges. Okay? Right. The largest bone in the body then, at the top of the leg. What one's that? The big bone which forms the hip. Well, it's the femur. F-E-M-U-R. That one's spelled easy. We shouldn't need any problems with that one. Femur. F-E-M-U-R. Okay. The irregular bone. The kneecap. We need its proper name. What is it? Okay. Well, it's the patella. And how do we spell that? Patella. Patella. P-A-T-E-L-L-A. Okay, imagine that skeleton again. We're going to the lower leg now. We've got two bones. One is really thick and one is really thin. Okay, the thick one. What one's that? Well, the answer is the tibia. And that is your shin bone, really. When you touch your shin, you are feeling the tibia. 
How is that spelt? Well, the answer is T-I-B-I-A. Do not be confused with the other one and want to put a U in it. It is just T-I-B-I-A. The other bone then in the lower leg is a much thinner one. What is that? Well, the answer is the fibula. Fibula. And spelling that should be no worries. It's F-I-B-U-L-A. Fibula. Okay? We can't get those two mixed up. Do not be tempted to put a U in the tibia. Alright? It's tibia and fibula. Moving down to the feet. These are really simple because they're just a copy of what's in the wrist. Okay. The first ones I'm looking for, then, are the closest to the tibia. That, of course, is the tarsals. How are they spelt? They're spelt T-A-R-S-A-L-S. Tarsals. And then you should know this, of course, that moves down to the metatarsals. M-E-T-A-T-A-R-S-A-L-S. And, of course, the small bones at the end, the same as the hands, are the phalanges. Okay, now that more or less rounds up the skeleton and, and spelling it. The only thing I haven't said is the pelvis. Pelvis is P-E-L-V-I-S. And that brings me on to the last thing I wanted to say. The boys who are in my group, they labelled the spine. Of course, it's not the spine I'm looking for. What's its correct name? Okay, it's the vertebral column. That's what we're looking for, or I would have accepted vertebrae. How do you spell vertebral column? Well, it's not that hard. It is V-E-R-T, vertebral. So V-E-R-T-E-B-R-A-L. And column, let's not forget that, is C-O-L-U-M-N. Okay, I would have accepted vertebrae, and that's a slightly trickier one, so how do you spell that? Well, that's V-E-R-T-E-B-R-A-E. -E. I'll say that one again, because it is actually confusing. Vertebrae. V-E-R-T-E-B-R-A-E. -E. Okay, so that rounds up getting the skeleton labelled. Remember, these spellings are so important. If you're not confident in it, learn it now. There will be nothing worse than getting it wrong in the exam. Okay, so some of the questions in the exam might ask you about the functions of the skeleton. Don't get confused by this. The functions are just asking you, what does the skeleton do for you? There are five main ones and four written in the book. The first one is protection. What does the skeleton protect? Well, that's quite obvious. It protects the vital organs in your body. Okay, the cranium protects the skull, the vertebrae protect the spinal column, your ribs, your sternum, they protect the heart and the lungs. They're very important. Okay, so if a question was protection is one function of the skeleton, can you name three more? You should be able to roll them off your tongue. 
The answers, of course, are blood formation, movement, and support. I might have accepted shape in there as well, which is the, the fifth one I was talking about. Blood formation, that happens where? What is the important part of the bone which helps with the blood formation? Well, of course, that's the bone marrow. Okay, the bone marrow, which is found in the larger bones of the body, produce the red blood cells. Okay, movement, easy. All right, the skeleton is it holds everything together, and it's the point of attachment for the muscles, which then allow the movement. If the muscles weren't attached to anything, then no movement would occur. And support, well, it gives it shape. So shape and support, they go hand in hand. Otherwise our bodies would be flabby and shapeless. It holds our vital organs in place and it provides the vital framework that we need. Okay, so types of joint. The main ones they always want to know about are the ball and socket, hinge, pivot, saddle and condyloid. Gliding of course, well they feature in the tiny bones of the hands and feet, not often talked about in exams. So there are two ball and socket joints in the body, what are they? Well, that's right it's your hip and your shoulder but when a question says where are they you've got to be specific so it's not in your arm okay the ball and socket joint is in your shoulder from the humerus to the scapula where's the hinge joint well that of course is in your knee or your elbow but same again you've got to be specific. So if we're talking about the knee joint, I want you to tell me it is the joint between the femur, the tibia, and the fibula. Okay, you've got to be specific. Pivot joints, of course, are in the neck, okay, which allows rotation of the cranium. And not forgetting the condyloid joint, which is in the wrist. When you give examples of these, you've got to be specific, otherwise you just won't get the marks in the question. So it's always a good idea to name the part of the body that you're talking about and to give an example of where it is using the bones which converge there. Types of movement is often a good question answered in exams. Same again, people fall down here by not being specific enough. If the question was, what is extension? I might not expect you to give the word by word book definition of this, but I would expect something along the lines of a joint which is straightened to its full extent in its natural position. The same goes for flexion. I wouldn't accept an answer of just a bent or flexed. What I'd want is a joint that is bent or flexed so that one of the bones at the joint moves towards the other. Remember what I said about decreasing the angle between the joints. That is what flexion is. Adduction, adduction, when you add something, a double D, is a movement towards the center line of the body. Just like abduction, when you get abducted by aliens, for example, you're taken away is a movement away from the center line of the body. Those ones are quite often answered well, but like I said, sometimes not in enough detail. 
It's the next two which people get confused with. Rotation is not when you do a full circle. That is circumduction. Rotation is a turning movement around a central point or pivot. That can happen in the neck, remember, at the pivot joint, or at the hips when we're rotating our upper body around on our lower spine and our pelvis. Circumduction happens only at ball and socket joints and it's only going to happen in the arm. Circumduction is a movement which causes part of the body to describe the complete circle, like what we'd see in a cricket bowl or when doing front crawl swimming. Those are often mixed up, so make sure you've got them now in your heads sorted so that you won't get confused again. One final thing, or nearly the final thing we want to talk about, are the function of ligaments, tendons, and cartilage. If you cast your mind back to that picture of the synovial joint, you'll know that there are ligaments in there. Ligaments attach bone to bone. Okay, and the way I remember that ligaments attach bone to bone is because whenever I'm faced with a question, which one is ligaments, which one is tendons, I always think of my Achilles tendon. The Achilles tendon is that one right at the back of your ankle. Okay, and if you feel it now or think about it now, the Achilles tendon is attaching your gastrocnemius, your calf muscle, to the bottom of your foot. So it's attaching muscle to bone. And that's what tendons do. Tendons always, always attach muscle to bone. So if you're ever stuck, think Achilles tendon, calf muscle, gastrocnemius, to foot, muscle to bone. And that must mean the ligaments attach bone to bone. Cartilage, you've probably heard that before. Cartilage is like a buffer zone which prevents friction, well, it reduces friction and prevents bones rubbing against one another. So that's what that function is. Okay, so that more or less covers everything for today. You've listened well. We've been going for nearly 20 minutes and I hope this has been some of the best 20 minutes revision that you've ever done. Remember, if you're unsure on anything, read over your book or listen to this podcast again, even if it's just the section you need to listen on. Do not go into the exam underprepared. Nobody likes to not perform to their potential. Okay, so you've done really well today. I'll see you in the lesson and hope that you're ready for your test. Catch you again next week. Bye.